0: Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redseeradio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you, and God bless. Good! Good morning, Red Sea Catholic Radio listeners. This is not the voice you're expecting to hear. This is your Director of Education and Development, Dr. Thaddeus Romanski. I've got Dennis on the buttons with me in the studio this morning. We are filling in for Miss Judy Como. We want to welcome you into the show. You might be listening to us on KADC 88.5 FM in the Brazos Valley, KYAR 98.3 FM in Central Texas or KINF 107.9 FM in Palestine. We are so happy to be with you this morning. We want to start the show with our St. Joseph prayer that we have been praying this entire year of St. Joseph. So let us begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O blessed Joseph, faithful guardian of my Redeemer, Jesus Christ, protector of your chaste spouse, the Virgin Mother of God, I choose you this day to be my special patron and advocate, and I firmly resolve to honor you all the days of my life. Therefore, I humbly call on you to receive me as your adopted child, to instruct me in every doubt, to comfort me in every affliction, to obtain for me all the knowledge and love of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and finally to defend and protect me at the hour of my death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. as always, we want to remind you that making this prayer during the year of St. Joseph carries with it a plenary indulgence instead of the usual partial indulgence. A plenary indulgence is the complete remission
1: of the temporal punishment due to sins
0: that have already been absolved through the sacrament of confession. I have have a
1: question. I have a question. This is Dennis Maka here, everybody. Uh, Do plenary indulgences also count for people that live in Oklahoma? Uh, I think the CDF is taking up that question right now as we speak. Because I thought I heard Pope Francis say something about Oklahoma being Some, on the bubble.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right, Dennis. Okay. But we can pray for them. Uh remember Speaking of. remember that since this upcoming month is the month of the dead, you can offer this indulgence especially for a deceased family member's release from purgatory. But
1: those guys that well, we're talking well, about we can offer the ones we do here in Texas <laughs> yeah. for those that are in Oklahoma. Yes indeed. Okay. Especially for these two clowns. Uh, <laughs> Adam Minahan and
0: David Niles. Good morning guys. Thanks for coming on.
2: Good morning. Uh, just so you guys know, uh, you cannot offer a plenary indulgence for another living soul. That's not the way it works. But you can mm. do it for the souls of the dead.
1: Do y'all count as being living in Oklahoma? See?
2: <laughs> so we are. We, it's a baseline definition, and we we do meet it. Yes. See,
0: this okay. is why we have them I on and why we have them coming to the benefit dinner. Because the two of
1: y'all and two of us, we can all agree that Arkansas, they're clearly out of the picture. But Oklahoma... <laughs>
3: They were never in the. They, they never made the
2: cut. It's like you know, point of no return. You just have to write. Sometimes you just have to write things off. You
0: know, folks. This is what you're going to be getting at uh, the benefit dinners this this year. You're going to get intellect and humor all rolled into well, two people in this in this regard. You Guys, good look. how are y'all doing this good morning?
2: Zero. Well, we're doing very good. You're looking doing forward great, to
0: coming yeah. to Texas, right, November?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've been we've been like planning all this, trying to get it, get it all locked in for the 11th and the 12th. We're pumped. It's on our calendar.
0: Mm hmm. That's right. You're going to first be able to hear them in the Brazos Valley College Station at the Brazos Center. Well, actually, Brian, technically
1: for our benefit, for dinner. our benefit
0: dinner. Yes. For KDC, November 11th, everybody. There's only there's only a few tables left to sponsor. It's going to be from six to nine on Thursday, November eleventh. Don't miss out.
1: Yeah, Don't we, miss out. We are nearing capacity on on both of our events. So, Seriously. Seriously, we're not we're not kidding around. Yeah, and both of our events. We mentioned <laughs> we're not, the first. Are not kidding? <laughs> and the second one is on the the twelfth in the uh, west. Waco, Central Texas area. West KC Hall. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. going to be great. So we're looking very much forward to having these guys in.
0: And we've got a little riff on uh, the Catholic Man Show's motto for our theme. We're going with Cheers to Joseph. Why is that a riff on uh, the motto of the Catholic Man Show, guys?
2: Go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. Well, uh, (laughs) one of the things we say on the show all the time is Cheers to Jesus, which we stole from His Holiness Pope Benedict, because uh, he said that one time, someone gave him a glass of beer and it was his birthday. And mm. he said, we're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass and cheers to Jesus. And so we, you know, we just totally took it. Right
0: yeah. Now. And he hasn't initiated any legal action against you yet for that? Not yet. Okay.
3: Not yet. Wow. Not yet.
0: He's no. a, we he's have a, an
3: in over there, though. We, we, we talked oh, to Cardinal really? and We were like, oh, hey, yeah? listen, don't, send, don't send anybody over here. We're, you know, this is only for we're not making any money on this. We're not making any money. It's so true. He's, he, he's okay with it.
0: That's true. That's true. Well, guys, don't uh, don't uh, let, let yourself miss out on being with us for the benefit dinner November 11th here in the Brazos Valley or November 12th in Waco. Like we've been saying, if you want to come to both benefit dinners, you certainly can. You can buy tickets at both, but you don't have to. Uh, but
3: that is. Do you think? Do you think it'd be good to like have Bishop Conderla like like have a video or something for the participants? Like, it, we're that would in be amazing I could I could probably like get him to say a few things about Catholic Radio. We're growing Catholic Radio here in Oklahoma. We're we're uh, we have big game plans to to put about maybe possibly five new stations in Oklahoma, uh, nice. Eastern Oklahoma, um, very soon. So Bishop Conderla who was father at Condola in and Aggieland mm-hmm. uh, is a big proponent of Catholic radio. He's helping us quite a bit to try to get, th- try to get this thing uh, up and running. So he uh, we would love I'd that need him to,
0: to say a few words, especially, especially for our, our Aggieland listeners, for sure. People yep. be pumped.
2: Right. He, he might even say some nice words for them.
0: Well, yeah, let's, <laughs> we'll let's edit keep it. our,
2: we'll right. it together. We'll let's keep our down. expectations we'll low.
0: Let's keep our expectations yeah. low. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> smart move. If smart he needs news. to chastise us, that's okay. He
1: can.
2: Yeah. It's well, good. you know, I didn't want to bring it up, but I think that's probably appropriate.
1: Well, if I tell you, people, if y'all want to come in and hear David and Adam uh, speak and also be our Masters of Ceremony during that event, by the way, guys, we're going to have y'all do that role. So just forgot to tell you. Um, I well, just
2: like I'm just glad I get to be the master of something because <laughs> it's like I have been waiting for the moment where I could like lord power over people. They're going to actually
0: fight over. They're going to get off the
1: phone and fight over who's going to be the master of ceremonies and who's going to be the speaker. <laughs> but I am the master of this the, the time time stopper watch and so you know I'm you can be the lord over the the schedule as long as it keeps within the time clock. So go go to our website redcradio.org That's red the letter c radio You'll see. Adam and David's beautiful mugs there with their glasses raised to toast, cheers to Jesus and cheers to Joseph. Click on that banner and you can reserve your table or tickets now and they will be going out in the next two weeks gone. And so uh, get them now or uh, miss out because it's going to be a rip roaring good time. Mm -hmm. Redsearadio.org
0: slash benefit and you can choose whichever benefit uh, suits you. Get your tickets, $25 for individual seating. Table sponsorships start at $500.
1: Yep. And so this is in support of a great apostolate, folks, Red Sea Catholic Radio and our greater Red Sea Apostolate, which is going to have some uh, great announcements on some uh, Uh big surprises that Uh even surprised us, say, two or three months ago. Mm -hmm. We never would have thought that uh, we're telling you about some of the things Mm -hmm. that the Holy Spirit is calling us to do. So uh, we're very excited, folks. you got to come. RedSeaRadio.org, November 11th in the Brazos Valley, November 12th in central texas we'd love to see you there david and adam last words
3: hey we're just pumped to we're pumped to be a part of this we're, we're excited it catholic radio has been something that has just been just a monumental in our life and has helped us and to grow in, in our faith and it's so it's, it's something that we all are called to evangelize catholic radio is something that we can do you can just tell them hey listen to this station and they can learn something about the faith so we're yep. excited to be there we're excited to be down there uh, and and have a great time.
1: And listen to the Catholic Man Show tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock every Thursday here on Red Sea Catholic Radio, and come see us at that benefit dinner. Guys, thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Yeah.
1: Talk to you Looking soon. To it. Bye. All right. Bye. Next we have on the line Judy Como, yeah. our normal host yeah. who is going to talk about the Souls in Purgatory, right? Judy, welcome back to hey. Red Roundups. Good to talk to you.
4: Hey, good morning, Judy. Good morning, Thaddeus. Good morning, Dennis. Uh, I, I have been laughing out loud here waiting because the only thing I could hear was what y'all had to say. I couldn't hear what. Oh, really? The Catholic Man Show guys were saying and
1: so. <laughs> ah, we got to fix that issue. Humorous. Thank you, you know, for letting me know. Uh,
4: we're taking care of uh we can use all types of technology to get this uh (laughs) message across so i'm really thrilled to be here um uh we recorded a wonderful interview with father bruce neely um he'll be coming up he's going to help us uh, become spirit-filled catholics and help to be promote a spirit-filled america so that's what's our listeners are going to listen to but i'm so happy to have the opportunity to talk just a little bit and thaddeus thank you for defining what a plenary indulgence is in the beginning so mm. y'all y'all did a lot of my spiel Ooh, already stole it. so uh, i'm uh also heard uh thaddeus interviewing someone on saturday and y'all were talking about having a particular guest three times and like that was a record but y'all fail to remember that Terry Lipscomb has been oh, my oh, many yes. times. Oh, so that's true. Yes. The broke one, that the only. Record.
1: She called us yeah, out. Okay. So my, Terry, uh, dear friend, my apologies.
4: And, <laughs> it's okay. I live to correct you.
1: <laughs> no, you do.
4: Uh, Terry, Terry You'll Lipscomb be correcting me I, in purgatory. Uh, yes, indeed uh share a wonderful devotion uh that's very dear to our heart to the holy souls and um we're very happy to talk to anybody about it anytime. So a lot of things that I'm gonna talk about, all you have to do is a quick little Google search to find out lots of things. But uh at every Mass that we go to, we're praying for the Holy Souls a couple of times throughout the Mass, but The Catholic Church dedicates the entire month of November to the Holy Souls in Purgatory. And during this entire month, we pray for the souls of the faithful departed, and especially those that are known and loved by us. November the 2nd is always All Souls Day. November the 1st is All Saints Day, but since it falls so close to a Sunday, it's not a holy day of opportunity this year, but... Um, so there's lots of things going on in your each individual parishes, but um, well, Judy, I
1: think I think we can say it's not a holy day of obligation, but it's still a holy day of opportunity. I think no matter what day it falls on,
4: I I did say opportunity.
1: Yep, I just wanted to correct (laughs) you since you corrected us. Go ahead,
4: there you go. (laughs) I stand corrected. And okay, we got two corrected. minutes. What
1: What else you right. or are you going to tell us about the I just November? I Want to
4: tell you. Remember that the souls in purgatory can no longer pray for themselves, and that's why we here do what we can to help them. So, quick little twenty ways to pr- pray for the holy souls. Search will give you lots of ideas to do here locally this Saturday. You can join Terry and I at San Salvador. Mission Church out here in the Brazos bottom from 1 to 3 and we're going to share our devotion, praise some novenas, pray the rosary and end at 3 o'clock and pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet here locally in Barana College Station this Sunday at 1130. We'll gather at Mount Calvary Cemetery and pray the rosary and have a blessings of the grave. So couple of things that you can add to your prayers. There's novenas for the Holy Souls. Mm-hmm. You can offer up your Holy Communion for the souls in purgatory. Give alms, attaching that to benefit the souls. Uh, visit a cemetery. Uh, probably everyone drives past the cemetery and don't even give it a second thought, but going to a cemetery, especially Between November 1st and the 8th, you gain the plenary indulgence that Thaddeus was talking about and offer that up to be applied to the souls in purgatory, Eucharistic adoration, novenas, as I said.
1: Quite a few opportunities. And spread
4: the devotion. Yeah. The uh, church loves the holy souls and helps us. And it is, I think, a devotion that's lost its... Um, enthusiasm, and so those of us who, uh, you know, somebody's going to need to pray for us someday, so you Amen. better help promote this. <laughs> so,
1: Amen. Thanks, well, Judy. Well, we've got Judy coming up with her interview with Father Bruce Neely right after the break here on Red Sea Catholic Radio's Red Sea Roundup. Be right All back, I folks.
2: Can, I am
4: Welcome back to Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host today, Judy Como, so happy to be here, and I'm so excited to introduce my guest today. He is Paulist Father Bruce Neely. He's an evangelist and missionary based in at St. Austin Parish in Austin. I was very blessed uh, several times. To have uh, heard Father Bruce, he was here a couple of years ago for a mission over at Saint Anthony's Church. But August, my husband and I went to our diaconate couples retreat, and he was our retreat leader. And uh, so, Father Bruce, I welcome you to the show.
5: Good to be here, Judy. Thank you so much.
4: Well, I'm thrilled, Uh, Father Bruce. Also. Occasionally on Saturdays when we are in class, comes and prays mass for us. And I don't know. I think last month you were you said, uh, "Hey, y'all, have you read the Catholic Spirit? I have a, a <laughs> wonderful article, and it really echoed some of the things that we talked about in August at our retreat." Uh, the title of your article: "May We Be Spirit-Filled Catholics Pursuing a Spirit-Filled America." And that resonated so much with some of the things that we discussed over our retreat. And I just felt it's a message that I need to hear again and again. And I hope that our listeners will be inspired to take a step up in our faith and realize how we can cooperate with the Holy Spirit and that is so infectious to those of us around us.
5: I think you said it better than I did, Judy. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Well, I think. Well, okay, then I guess the interview's over. Father, have a great day. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, um, I guess I'm, I'm looking at my notes from, from August and uh, sometimes I'll write things that I hear and then I'll write a little something on the side like it's a note to myself. Like, okay. Great idea. How do we apply that? So let's uh, just kind of give our listeners a synopsis of uh, what this spirit-filled Catholics and how Mm -hmm. we can affect a spirit-filled America. What you can help us get a visual of what that can be. Sure.
5: And I'm assuming your audience also includes uh, people who aren't necessarily Catholic or perhaps even people who aren't. Necessarily religious. Absolutely,
4: that's, hap- that's happened yeah. time and Good. time again.
5: Good. Well, it's studying American history, uh, and I'm, I'm going to concentrate a little bit, uh, maybe focus on the United States, but I want to include, you know, the whole world, the whole planet. But in in American history, there have been a series of movements called Great Awakenings. You know, the United States basically uh, has two feet, one in a period called the Enlightenment. You know, uh, Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Paine, and so Benjamin Franklin, the very, um, in many ways, heady, uh, very philosophical visionaries who really uh, foresaw the United States as a a real democracy, a place of liberty uh, and freedom and so forth. Their focus was essentially education and the mind. Uh, but the other foot uh, was in a, largely an evangelical Christianity uh, on the East Coast, largely a Puritanism, evangelicalism. But in the Southwest, where, where I am, it was uh, a lot of it came uh, from the uh, the Franciscans, particularly the, the missions that we visit sometimes in San Antonio. They were also Catholic evangelicals in many ways. Right. So um, you you had the two kind of feet. You had the uh, the, the Enlightenment basically a more secular approach, but you also had a very religious foot there. So kind of the two have been kind of back and forth, you know, the religious and the secular, from the beginnings of our history, of our, certainly our European history. And I want to be very sensitive, and we'll get into this a little later, with the whole Native American uh, presence and their history as well, which is also highly uh, spiritual. But there have been, uh, in, uh, especially in um, modern American history, these great awakenings, these outpourings of the Holy Spirit, um, uh, when people like John Wesley, who came from England, the founder of the Methodist Church, George Whitfield, of Sojourner Truth, a former slave. These were people who preached in the Holy Spirit and were able to unite in many ways, the United States. The First Great Awakening united the the American colonies uh, so that they could much more readily separate, even politically, from England. The Second Great Awakening, late 1700s, early 1800s, and into the 1800s, they produced the movements for uh, social change, like abolition, women's rights, Um, and uh, these had profound not only religious implications, but political uh, implications. I think frankly, we're on the eve of a new Great Awakening, a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit, especially Mm. in this pandemic. I I just feel the Holy Spirit calling us to be even a holier nation, so um, uh, and I've been feeling this now for for, for, uh, almost since the beginning of the pandemic, that this pandemic has been a kind of a purification, if you will, a a penance, a reconciliation, whatever you want, confession, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, but a preparation for this new outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And um, and that's what I mean by a Spirit-filled America, and I think it's going to happen.
4: Well, I pray so, Father. Um, Excuse me. I know that uh, those of us, well, and here in the Austin Diocese, uh, well— here in the Bryan College Station area, things are pretty much back to normal. But um, because we're in Austin quite often, and went to a wedding two weeks ago, and we still have some pews taped off. And the so the pandemic still is dictating it's the still way. still there,
5: yeah. I don't want to be overly uh, uh, loosey-goosey. I, I think we should still be quite cautious.
4: Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, but yeah, yeah. the uh, going from the... Livestream only and 10 people only and those kind of things, I
5: yep. sometimes I, I expected to, uh,
4: it to be uh, a whole lot more, uh, m- more zeal, more vibrant, and it may not be well, that way.
5: Well, let me tell you something. This is a very—I'm uh, glad you bring this up because yesterday— I uh, celebrated Mass in a largely Latino parish, Santa Julia, in East Austin. It was packed, mm-hmm. packed people standing room only. Wonderful. Everybody wore a mask. Everybody wore a mask, uh, and everybody was very uh, courteous, very cautious, very respectful. But uh, packed and spirit-filled. And just this Friday, I'm going to be celebrating a uh, charismatic healing Mass in Spanish in the same pa- in the same parish, and I have. Uh, uh, an office right there in East Austin So uh, the spirit is already Starting to move, Judy well,
4: what um, As you said You have been feeling this Awakening, this renewal uh, Atmosphere um, What can we I, I like to uh, Bring things down really Small and personal, one-on-one Just how is this going to affect me How can I affect the people around us Because I mean, uh, parish renewal is wonderful, and uh, programs and dynamic parish, uh, forming yeah, intentional right. disciples—all of those things are wonderful. But yet, it it needs to also be individual. Would you agree?
5: Well, it's, <laughs> I am I am exactly four feet away from the tabernacle here in our Paulus Chapel here in Austin, the Blessed Sacrament. Jesus, as as Catholics, we believe that um, Jesus as the bread of life is literally the bread of life in our Eucharist. And uh, here I am in our Eucharistic chapel uh, looking right at Jesus. And that's where it begins,
0: really, Mm -hmm. uh,
5: to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, as the letter to the Hebrews says. And uh, just the Holy Spirit and the Holy Eucharist, I think, are going to really work together to make us that one that one people that one nation.
4: Mm-hmm. I I and, also uh, and, as a and, Go ahead.
5: And well, well you go ahead. You you go ahead. Well,
4: I was as as a uh youth minister, I'm uh constantly leaning in to um maybe help define some of the things that we assume the congregation knows. We assume that the class knows. So, um You know, by encouraging people, go before the Blessed Sacrament, go to adoration. If you are an adorer, that falls on the ears, that makes sense. But sometimes I think maybe people don't really know. So I guess I'm asking you, how Mm -hmm. can we be that Spirit-filled Catholic? How can we better live that out in our day-to-day?
5: Well, by spending more time uh, here uh, it, with Jesus. Um, I have the luxury of having a chapel right here in my house, so it, it's easy for me to do this every day. We call that a, a holy hour, mm-hmm. you know, just spend spend a holy time with Jesus. But um, even in my car, you know, I travel a lot. I drive a lot. And uh, I generally don't uh, put on any radio or any anything. I, I really make it a time of quiet. Uh, and, to, and to have Jesus there right next to me in the seat, because I'm usually alone in the car, but with Jesus, I'm never alone. It starts with that intimate relationship uh, with Jesus. Now, if you're an, if you're listening to the show and you're not a Christian necessarily, uh, please, uh, it's, it's a relationship with God and there to be a personal relationship with God. And that's what the Holy Spirit's job description is to to give us that that relationship with God. It begins right there in the Bible with Genesis. God breathing, the ruach, the breath of God, breathing into Adam uh, from the dust of the earth, making that dust into a human being. And in the New Testament in John 20, verses 19 and following, Jesus breathing that Holy Spirit, that ruach, that breath into the disciples, you know, Forming us into a body of Christ, into a church. So it just starts with that breath of Jesus. As a, as a recovering asthmatic, uh, that <laughs> that image of the Holy Spirit as breath is just so is so is so essential. And we, the mask, of course, is a sign of breath. And and remember the the terrible uh, George Floyd. Um, uh, killing last year, you know, I can't breathe, that that was resounding in our souls, uh, calling us to uh, justice and equality. So, so breath is, is so important. So uh, I love the prayer of St. Augustine, breathe into me, O yes. Holy Spirit. And I say it in the morning when I wake up, breathe into me, Holy Spirit, uh, wake me up that my thoughts may all be holy. Uh, but that's where it starts, with that real intimacy, with God and uh, as Christians, uh, as uh, temples of the Holy Spirit, as Saint Paul would say, uh, that uh, embodying that breath, so that we become, in fact, spirit-filled individuals, spirit-filled Catholics, working for a spirit-filled America. The, I mentioned the Great Awakenings, and and the founder of my community, uh, along with people like John Wesley, George Whitfield, Sojourner Truth. Uh, Phoebe Palmer um, uh, was also a, a preacher in the Holy Spirit and preached, you know, all over the place, you know, all over the country, you know, the Holy Spirit, a greater infusion of the Holy Spirit. And as he said, to impart the Holy Spirit to the soul, which was lost by the fall is the supreme aim of the visible church, the aim of all religion is by the light of divine faith to elevate our finite intellect to a participation in the infinite intelligence, to enlarge our hearts by divine charity, to embrace an infinite love, the whole universe. Now, he said that over 150 years ago. But by being temples of the Holy Spirit, that's exactly what we do. We enter into infinite love.
4: Yes, uh, and as we um, attend Mass, there's so many references to to this uh, that I think sometimes just goes right over the top of our heads. Um, as you right. said in your article in St. Paul's talking to the Ephesians, the one body and one spirit unity right. um, in one of the Eucharistic prayers—
5: That's right, Eucharistic prayer number three. Yes, sir. May we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit become one body, one spirit in Christ. And that is from Ephesians 4, verse 4, one body and one spirit. So that combination of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Eucharist is such a marvelous treasure we have especially as Catholic Christians, to really build that one body, one spirit. Mm
4: -hmm. And so um, perhaps we can maybe talk about some blockers to this or the the struggles that we may be experiencing during this time of pandemic or the time of family struggles along with that. We have divisive aspects of our own faith.
5: Oh, we sure do. We sure do, not so much of our faith, but in the uh, living out of that faith.
4: Exactly, as humans, yeah.
5: <laughs> not yeah. the faith. That, it's right. how,
4: as humans, uh in, in our exactly inclination. Uh huh.
5: That, that's right. Well, uh, Saint Paul p- puts it so well in Galatians five. You know the the spirit versus the flesh. You know the flesh. uh What does the flesh give us? Well, number one, fear, and we've certainly been afraid during this pandemic. But also, you know. Uh, anger and uh resentment and jealousy lust uh greed <laughs> sloth you know those wonderful seven capital sins you mm-hmm. know the uh, wounds of the of, of original sin those uh, the original original wounds as my spiritual director of 40 years father benedict rochelle would say you know the our original woundedness but the healing of course is The Holy Spirit, love, you know, Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and maybe the most uh, needed needed of all these days, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) self-control.
4: I have to always, funny how that one's the last one.
5: (laughs) And it's it's just so necessary that that spiritual discipline we need, you know, just to uh, focus to focus on God, to focus on on uh, Jesus Christ, but that's why the image. Uh, um, uh, I do a Spanish radio show um, for Radio Encuentro Austin, and uh, it, a lot of our uh, listeners are into Divine Mercy, you know, Divina Misericordia, and that that image of Divine Mercy that we see, you know, all over the place of Jesus there, uh, the Sacred Heart, and from the heart comes the water and the blood, you know, which is yes. John 19, you know, the heart, crucified heart of Jesus, the water of the Holy Spirit and the blood of the Holy Eucharist. Well, our souls thirst and hunger. <laughs> um, and uh, what better way to quench the thirst and the Holy Spirit? What, are, what better way to, to satisfy the hunger Um uh, then the Holy Eucharist. And that, that that's what essentially gives us that one body and one spirit uh, experience. And uh, I, I like a little mantra. And this I think will answer a, a former question you have about what is what does that mean to be a spirit-filled America. I have a little mantra. Holy Spirit, make us one body, one spirit, one nation, one creation. Hmm? And I, this came during a retreat up at Cedar Break, you know, the beautiful Diocese of Austin Retreat Center, you yes. know, in Belton, an incredible uh, place. Um, that's where we had the retreat. Yes. It, it, our, our, deacon, our future deacons retreat. Um, holy Spirit, make us one body, one spirit. That's from St. Paul, Ephesians 4, verse 4. Uh, again, the Holy Spirit and the Holy Eucharist. Now, one nation. Now, that's an interesting, certainly the whole notion of holy nation Was very strong in the Hebrew Scriptures in the Old Testament, and uh, Isaac Hecker, the the founder of my community, again very much into the whole Great Awakening experience, was was very much involved with um, uniting America spiritually. I wrote an article about this in America uh, magazine uh, several years ago, Uh, and um, that we can become one nation uh because the solidarity with the holy spirit and the holy eucharist makes us one nation because we are sadly divided jesus breathes the holy spirit receive the holy spirit whose sins you shall forgive they are forgiven them john 20. and uh, we have been a sinful nation you know and we have been divided uh through the original the original sin of racism you know against our native american brothers and sisters but that's why Our Lady of Guadalupe is such an incredible sign of reconciliation. Here is the mother of Jesus, you know, the greatest disciple of Jesus, who followed Jesus from from womb to tomb and beyond, mm-hmm. you know, even at the Pentecost and even beyond that. <laughs> Assumption is body and soul, just with Jesus the whole bit. Here she comes— it, St. Paul says, with the Jew I become a Jew, with the Greek I become a Greek, I become all things to all people. Could you have imagined a better way for the greatest disciple of Jesus to come to begin the evangelization of the Americas than as a pregnant Native American woman,
4: Absolutely. Which
5: is exactly who Our Lady of Guadalupe is?
4: Yes, it's very beautiful. <laughs> you, men- you mentioned in the article that you use uh, the, the Our Lady of Guadalupe. Carry that with you. Sometimes when you're praying in front of I carry penalty.
5: that image with me. Which, by the way, I gave to my mother, who was brought up, kind of she grew up, brought up Christian but anti-Catholic. Loved Jesus, but thought we we Catholics, even Christian. Well, I bought her an image of a lady of Guadalupe when I went to the Basilica as as a young seminarian, and I gave it to my mother. And uh, 15 years later, I received my mother into the Catholic. Sure, it's the divine <laughs> sense of humor. Our Lady of Guadalupe has a tremendous sense of humor, by the way. But I have brought that um, image uh, right into the border. I do a lot of work on the border, the Rio Grande, Rio Bravo, welcoming our brothers and sisters who are fleeing in many ways with their lives, uh, desperate to keep their children free from the gangs uh, and from uh, all sorts of rape and violence, and to come common- and. Give a better life, like the people uh, yesterday at Mass at Santo Julia. Here they are working in the hotels. Here they are taking care of children in in the homes uh, in housekeeping. Here they are in the construction. And uh, here are, in Austin, we are a city in perpetual construction, uh, making America e- e- even 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 more beautiful. He, he, to, to bring Our Lady of Guadalupe there and welcome them in. Oh, it's been it's just. And tremendous experience, not only of it renewing our church, but renewing our country. Amen. Yes. You know, we're becoming a little older, you know, <laughs> uh, you know we've had, but uh, the, our immigrant brothers and sisters are bringing youth, young blood because oh, they're having kids and children. Yes. And um, I've, I've marched with Cesar Chavez and the uh, United Farm Workers Union. You know, uh, Catholic, uh, the Catholic unions have been part and parcel of Catholic social teaching. You know, justice for our working men and women. Our Lady of Guadalupe was right there and um, very much involved in the pro-life movement. We had a wonderful gala last night in the uh, John Paul II Life uh, Center, um, uh, just our our. Pro-life work, you know, with working with our uh, brothers and sisters, especially our pregnant women, helping them through difficult pregnancies and even after pregnancies now. Um, but praying before abortion clinics and doing sidewalk counseling there with Our Lady of Guadalupe, uh, telling these people that, that there are other options besides the uh, the, the horrible experience of of of, of abortion. You know, yes. all these people are going to. Baby showers. Well, every baby shower is a pro-life statement.
2: Yes,
4: there is, is
5: Our Lady of Guadalupe pregnant with new life, giving new life to our country. So uh, the, the, our beautiful uh, Catholic social teaching, our seamless garment, is a way of uniting, you know, the polarized country that we are in between pro-life and pro-poor. Yes, As I Catholic was... Catholic Christians, we have both.
4: I was re I was uh, just reading that paragraph in your article, and it's the first time that I have heard it as a uh, the division of pro life and calling it pro poor, as we've been criticized. Um, you can't like by saying that we're pro life sends the message that we're uh, not doing everything we can for the poor. And that's where the divide, the division comes. Would and you- that's
5: why as Catholics, and I encourage, uh, I encourage especially our Catholic listeners, but I encourage all of the listeners to, for heaven's sakes, march for life, march for DACA, for our immigrant uh, children who have spent most of their lives, all of their lives here in the United States, you know, march for justice and peace against violence, you know, for voter rights, kind of get involved with the whole gamut of making America more truly human, which is what the Vatican Council calls holiness, you know, the fullness of love, creating even a more human life uh, in this earthly life. And in in my own teenage years, Martin Luther King was a great inspiration. I wanted to be a preacher like Martin Luther King and Fulton Sheen. I'll never get that far, but I'm, I'm oh, you're
4: pretty it. close, Father. You're pretty um, close. But, but I'd Dr. Like, King had that beautiful
5: dream, you know, of the table of brotherhood and sisterhood, the I have a dream speech, that all Americans would someday sit at the same table. Well, what better table of brotherhood and sisterhood in the, than the Eucharist?
4: Yes, so I'd, I'd like, like to uh, remind that. remind our listeners that I'm speaking with Father Bruce Neely, And uh, we're being heard all over Central Texas here in the Bryan College Station area, Red Sea Catholic Radio, KEDC 88.5 FM, over in Central Texas, KYAR 98.3, and in the Holy Land of Palestine, KINF (laughs) 107.9, Father Bruce Neely.
5: Hello. Hello to Palestine. I've been there and preached.
4: Lovely people. Uh, Yes. Sacred Heart. Is that uh, Sacred Heart? Yes. Um, So we're continuing our our discussion on how to be spirit-filled Catholics and as we pursue being spirit-filled Americans and uh, the struggles uh, that come about with that. Um, But I'm very inspired and I'm just so happy that you're here. Um, Within our, our retreat, we got to a point where um, you talked about compassion and conversion and how we can be better equipped to simply meet people where they're at when we're having conversations about this.
5: Yes. And um, my own, uh, perhaps a more professional background, is in counseling, in pastoral counseling, uh, that's what I have my master's in. We had the, probably the best pastoral counseling program in the country at the time, but I own a college, um, which was a, a, in many ways interreligious, uh, but very, very uh, spirit-filled. The key was listening, to truly listen to where our people are. So I encourage people, you know. You're wondering about our immigrant brothers and sisters. Well, go to the border, you know, or listen to them, ask them questions, you know, uh, and find out, you know, where they're coming from, and uh, that's why it's important for thus uh, those of us in the pro life movement to truly listen to our uh, uh, mothers who are facing difficult pregnancies. You know, kind of uh, get under their skin, you know, uh, as the Native Americans would say, walk in their moccasins, mm-hmm. you know, to truly uh, to be uh, empathic. Uh, that, that whole notion of mercy, of uh, a uh, 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 missionary of mercy of Pope Francis, and, and Pope Francis is so very strong on listening uh, to where the Holy Spirit is working. Pope uh, St. John Paul II put it so beautifully that the Spirit of Jesus Christ is mysteriously present in every human heart. Every human heart, the Holy Spirit is there. So our job is to kind of listen to where that spirit is moving. You know, I'm big on things like home visitation on, uh, you know, just uh, just being aware to where people are coming from um, spiritually. And I
4: I agree, Father. I personally don't have to go very far out of my own house before I'm encountered with some struggles of being called oh. to be compassionate with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, every family dynamic has some struggle that you have to really bend over and remind the the others right. in the family uh, to be people of compassion. There are, does it mean that you have to enable anybody? It doesn't mean that you no. have to allow that, but to continually, and I'm, I'm, truly have some big ticket subjects in, in my own personal family that, yes, that is maddening. That's
5: right. When we go to home for Christmas, you know, I'm faced with uh, Republicans, Democrats, <laughs> independents, people who are all over the place. And, uh, and by the way, a part of the, uh, the American genius is that we are e pluribus unum. There's this kind of healthy... Competition, if you will, uh, but respectful competition. Um, the uh, th- they had a survey, by the way, of the the greatest songs in in American history, and number one was R-E-S-P-E-C-C by Aretha Franklin. <laughs> I lived in the neighborhood. I, I lived in her neighborhood, by the way, where she was born. She was born in Memphis, the same neighborhood, by the way, where Dr. King was shot, and rock and roll and the blues. And soul music were born in that very same neighborhood there in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. But R-E-S-P-E-C-T is really what we need, (laughs) that respect. And um, the genius of America is that we are, out of many, one e pluribus unum. And it's good to have two political parties, you know. And I think our work as Catholics is to renew both. You know, we need more pro-life Democrats and pro-poor Republicans, you know. But to have both parties is good. Who would want a one-party system like China? You know, God help us. And the fact that we have federal, legislative, and judicial, the fact that we have, um, excuse me, legislative, judicial, and executive, and that we have federal and state, all of this coming, you know, basically going back to the Magna Carta, Which was written, incidentally, by a Catholic cardinal, you know Stephen Langton, who gave us the Veni Sancte Spiritus, the Come Holy Spirit, who also put the numbers in the Bible that uh, every every religion is using today. (laughs) It comes from the same Catholic cardinal archbishop uh, who gave us the uh, Magna Carta, which eventually gave us the U.S. Constitution. Just as it's good to have Aggies and Longhorns, (laughs) Amen. I'm here on Longhorns, yeah, Father. I'm <laughs>
1: gonna, I'm gonna have to draw the line there. Yeah, no, uh, I just can't accept that.
5: It's healthy competition. We, we'll,
1: we'll take Baylor. Uh, you know, we'll take it. Uh, the it's Baylor health. is good, but you know, when you go to the Longhorns, we're just gonna have to draw the line. I'm sorry. You know, I
5: think it's even healthy competition. <laughs> I had a mystical experience recently. Uh, I was able to enter into the Trinity, the Holy Trinity. It, it, just this mystical experience. And I even heard the competition in the Trinity. The oh, Holy Spirit, saying, "Father, and Father God, Father Jesus, God the Son. Everybody's talking about you, but nobody ever mentions me, the Spirit." So
4: <laughs> the breath that we bring <laughs> us back to the beginning of our. Uh, so,
5: a certain healthy balance, economically speaking, politically speaking, uh, spiritually speaking. You know, it's good to have. Healthy competition, you know, to keep us Catholics on our toes, for heaven's sake. So, um, but, but that's a good thing. It's part of the divine sense of humor, but it's definitely one of the signs of the Holy Spirit. You know, you find a spiritual person, and you find a person with a good sense of humor. Amen?
4: Absolutely. And I, all of these uh, things that we're talking about as Catholics come together at Mass,
5: Exactly, and do you know, Judy? Do you know we just had the beautiful synodal uh mass in um, St Mary's Cathedral the other day, and uh it was so beautiful um, and then we had a, a retreat the same week with all parish administrators here in the Diocese of Austin, central Texas, you know we're pulling together the seventy fifth anniversary of the diocese the um synodal process, the process of truly listening, as Pope Francis would say, to one another, clergy, religious, laity across the board, to truly listen so we come up with a sense of unity, that old notion of synod and Eucharist, which is what our U- U.S. bishops are especially calling us to, a Eucharistic revival, and uh, I'm with you. It all comes together there in the Eucharist, Pope Francis says it so, so very beautifully. In the Eucharist, fullness is already achieved. It is the living center of the universe. Joined to the incarnate Son present in the Eucharist, the whole cosmos gives thanks to God. Indeed, the Eucharist is itself an act of cosmic love. Oh, I love that phrase. The Eucharist joins heaven and earth. It embraces and penetrates all creation. As St. Francis would say, all creatures of our God and King, (laughs) even our pets are there in the Eucharist. And certainly the beauty of creation, like there at Cedar Break and here in central Texas. And um, it's, you know, we've lost so many people, especially during this pandemic. I've lost so so many close friends. Tomorrow I have a a funeral and, and the death of one of my closest friends from covid um, but she's going to be there. Teresa Morales will be there in the Eucharist.
4: Amen? Mm, absolutely. Because
5: Jesus is the bread come down from heaven, and he doesn't come alone. Mm. I grew up in a Jewish community in New York. Could you tell I'm a New Yorker from my accent?
4: <laughs> a little bit.
5: <laughs> my Jewish brothers and sisters taught me they never do anything alone. They always go with the mishpucha. We call that the communion of saints. You bet your life are ancestors, join us there in the Eucharist. They are there.
4: At and, every Mass, um, in every church, at the same every time.
5: Church, do this in memory of me, Jesus says, at the Last Supper, and memory includes not only the living memory of Jesus, his real presence, but the real presence of our loved ones with us. Oh, we Catholics are so spoiled. I, I, I love to say we have the pizza supreme. You know, we have all the ingredients.
4: You, you made reference to that Pizza Supreme many times throughout our, our uh, you, retreat weekend.
5: People still scrape off the anchovies. I don't understand this. <laughs> nor do no, I. I don't, agree with the, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with Oh, come on. Get a life. <laughs> the whole pizza. And we we are so spoiled as Catholic. We have We have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Eucharist. We have the one body, one spirit in Christ, the Pizza Supreme. Well, for heaven's sake, let's share it
4: absolutely well uh, getting, throughout the whole just throughout just the whole talking. retreat and throughout your article and our conversation the the words of saint catherine of siena if we are what we should be we would set the world on fire and I'd, I'd like to take uh, our last little 5 minutes that we have here to kind of encapsulate a few nuggets that our listeners and we can just kind of put in our pocket to move forward and be better equipped to set this world on fire, to be the Spirit-filled Catholics that we could be and help us to have the Spirit-filled America. What do you think mm-hmm. about that, Father?
5: Well, I think you have it. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the Spirit work, working through you right now. Right. Absolutely. And it doesn't take a whole lot. It simply is— um, a, um, as Father Hecker would say, responding to the Spirit in the soul, in the church, and in the world. Breathe into me, O Holy Spirit. The less we do, the better. The less we let God oh. and be God, the more our nation will be filled with God, a, a holy nation.
4: I love that. I love that, the less we do. I think that uh, sometimes I personally try to over-intellectualize Oh, no. Spirituality. And uh, Dennis and I were talking a little bit about that in the, uh, before we As got they our— they
5: say in, in, the, in Divine Mercy, Jesus a Faustina's beautiful uh, vision, uh, Jesus, I trust in you. I also expand that by saying, Holy Spirit, I trust in you.
4: Well, Father— uh, We have just a few minutes left, and I want to give you the opportunity to tell our listeners a little bit about some of the things you have going on. I know you're obviously a busy guy. Um, Mm -hmm. Tell us about your radio show that you have and any other things that Um, you'd like our Mm -hmm. listeners to know about.
5: Well, uh, my um, uh, radio show, Radio Encuentro Austin, which is kind of a diocesan uh, affiliated or related uh, Spanish radio station, I do. Uh, a daily meditation five minutes on the gospel of the daily mass you know as catholics we have this daily eucharist we have this liturgy that is world wide you know uh, beginning with uh advent you know we, we gave the world the calendar you know the gregorian calendars from pope gregory you know and uh the, that calendar is each day e- 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 every hour of the day is is, is spirit-filled um so uh, I do that five-minute uh, uh, daily meditation on the Eucharist. Uh, my main work is still as a, a Catholic revivalist, as a, re, a parish mission revival retreat preacher on behalf of my community, the Paulist Fathers, following the, the lead of uh, Servant of God, Isaac Hecker, founder of my community, that Great Awakener. Uh, also now spiritual director for Catholic Charities of Central Texas. Uh, most of my work has been with the poor, Working with the Mary House Catholic Worker uh, Center here in Austin, and working with the immigrants, refugees, people of color, and uh, helping our Catholic charities of people realize the great vocation that the staff has to really minister uh, to the poor. Um, Working as a missionary of mercy of Pope Francis. You know, we're going to be meeting again with Pope Francis next year on Divine Mercy Sunday. This will be our third. A visit, you know, to kind of share with him, you know, what's going on in our ministries. Um, So a a lot going on. Uh, And uh, what else can I say? Just I've been spoiled uh, by meeting so many wonderful people all over the world. We have a wonderful church, a wonderful country. And as Father Isaac Hecker would say, Let's kind of bring the two together, huh? Yes, let's and uh, bring our Catholic faith and American civilization. Let's kind of bring them together.
4: Great, a can you the
5: future the church brighter than any past?
4: Can you share with our listeners some uh, contact information or ways that we can um, find out where you're speaking? Where you're? Uh, do you have a website?
5: Uh-huh. Uh One very uh, interesting, a uh, very easy way is my Facebook post. Uh, um, Uh, Bruce Neely, B-R-U-C-E, and my last name is N-I-E-L-I, which is a Sicilian name. My father's family was Sicilian Neely. My mother's family was German and uh, Anglo-Saxon from way, way back. My great-grandfather was an abolitionist and the youngest Union Army major. And so I have a kind of a mixed background, a kind of a pizza supreme background. So Bruce Neely, Facebook, a post. And um, my cell phone number nine zero one, which is a Memphis number. I still keep it 901-292-9112, oh, 901-292-9-1-1-2. And my um, um, email address D and Dennis. My first name is actually Dennis, small letters D B R U C E C S P D Bruce. Congregation of St. Paul, C-S-P, at Paulist, P-A-U-L-I-S-T dot
4: org. Fantastic. All
5: those are are good ways. Well, thank you you so
4: much, Father Bruce. I'm blessed to be with you here today.
5: Same here. God bless you, Judy. God bless you, Dennis. God bless you.